a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Adam Cerrito. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Uh, FlyRacing.com, please check them out. Brand new formula helmet out now from the folks at Fly Racing. They're very, very excited about it. Two levels of technology behind this thing for high-speed uh, crashes, for low-speed crashes, better venting, super lightweight. Uh, the formula helmet, please check it out right now. And, uh, man, it's a, it's a real game-changer for the folks at Fly Racing. They're stoked on it. Of course, two Maxxis tires, Maxx MSST tire, MXST tire. There, I said it better. Developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. And and uh, it's a real serious tire for, for these guys, and uh, Chris Kiefer likes it. And AJ Cantanzaro is using it in Supercross right now. So please, next time you're thinking about a set of tires, uh, dial in Maxis and uh, and check them out. Also, two Alpine Stars. Alpine Stars Tech 7s went riding in them today. Love them. Uh, absolutely love them. And uh, also, two Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. The A1 chest protector that Eli Tomac uses, among other riders. You know the name. You know the quality that Alpine Stars puts out. We've all seen it over the years. And, uh, man, so please check them out. Alpine Stars protects. All right, here's AC. And now, as promised, on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, the leader of the 250 Supercross West Series, going into a little bit of a break, Monster Energy Kawasaki's Adam Cincerello. AC, what's up? Thank you for doing this. I am sure that, you, you know, you have tons of requests from media and everything else. I appreciate you squeezing me in. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not, you know, I have a lot of requests from the media, so it's nice to get a, you know, request from someone, you know, outside of that circle, not in the media. Right, right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, so, all right. So you rode a 450 today, it looks like, in the hills? Yeah, I did. Yeah, the, the weather in California has been pretty terrible uh-huh. uh, the last few weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of our only option. Um I, I could have run my. I guess I could have run my 250 out there, but uh, the team, as you know, was washing the lime off the dirt bikes, and the the rigs go to Minneapolis with uh-huh. uh you know with the West Coast guys' bike on it, of course. So they had to get all that ready. So I figured I'd just ride the 450 and uh, give those guys some time. Are you burned at all? No, you know what? I got like a little bit on my chest. Uh huh. Because in qualifying practice, I went over that wall before the mechanics area. And I did a full belly flop straight into that <laughs> massive puddle. So okay. I basically I basically took a chemical bath. Okay. All but right. <laughs> uh, beyond that, beyond that, I, uh, I you know the night went pretty smooth for me. So I wasn't you know getting too pelted with you know yeah with dirt and you know with water and all that stuff. So um, yeah. my my ass is a little bit raw as well, uh-huh. like everybody else's. I think. Right. Um, I was just super. I just didn't know what was going on because I came off of practice and like. 
my, you know, my, that whole area down there was burning. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, like, what's the problem? Like, I, I didn't even say anything to anybody. Cause I'm like, I didn't want to complain about, you know, just being whatever. I'm like, maybe my butt's just raw because of the underwear, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was stripping down and drying off as quick as I could. And I'm like, Hmm. Huh. Didn't figure it out till later when Kenny talked to me at the press conference and said he was just destroyed. There, there are. I don't know if you saw some like Van Martin and Ben Lemay and and Vince Freeze, but there are some horrible photos out there. That the, these yeah, guys, yeah, they're oh. they're brutal. They're brutal. It yeah. seems to be a big, big talking point. Yeah. Um, so you know. um, and let's and let's not forget about your mechanic and the rest of the PC guys missing the Super Bowl Man. probably to clean the bikes to get them ready. Absolute trashed. Uh, props to those guys man because like you said everything was leaving yeah it's crazy it's you know when you know we get done as a racer when you get done with the race you know you feel like your you know your job is somewhat over you kind of reset going to you know the mindset to get ready for the next weekend and those guys are just absolutely grinding from the time you leave the stadium you know you're going to get dinner going to the hotel sleeping they're you know setting you know yeah taking taking the rig down and uh just my mechanic brandon for example was uh, you know, he was working on the bike, obviously Saturday night, stripping some stuff down. And then all day, you know, woke up at seven thirty on Sunday, went to the shop and was there until nine o'clock at night. And then on Monday he was there from seven to about nine, nine thirty at night again. So oh, it's, dude, it's uh it's a commitment, man. But those guys, those guys don't complain. They, they really don't get enough credit, but they're just hard workers that love the sport. And it's cool to, you know, it's cool to see that. You know, it's cool to see that, and I definitely appreciate all their hard work. I was once one of those guys. Just want to let you know that I was sure. once one of those guys. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to imagine. It's hard to believe. It is, isn't it? It's hard to believe. Um, hey, so, uh, are you? It's not a given. Your four fifties next year, right? Like it's everyone's talking like that, but I keep saying he can stay there. It's not. I mean, you you'd like to go to four fifties, but it's not a given. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would, you know, I'd love to, you know, ultimately the, the goal is to compete at the top level of the sport. I mean, of course. So that's always, uh, you know, something that, you know, of course I would like to do, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I, I don't, I have eligibility in the 250 class for, you know, 2020. Yeah. And, you know, I have been pro a long time and I've just now started to kind of receive some flack for staying in the 250 <laughs> class for a while, but people really don't realize I didn't race for two years. Like I didn't race. Like yeah. I basically reset my whole career in 2017, mm -hmm. like when I came back. So it kind of gives me a little bit of a, of a pass there. I've only, I think, I think I've started, I saw that um, on Instagram, I think somebody tagged me in something that said I started, I think I've started 29 super crosses. So yeah. it's really, it's really not that extensive when you look at, um, you know, some other guys here and there, but it's definitely, <laughs> definitely not a given, you know, it seems like a yeah. lot of people are like, this is his last year. This is last right. year. It's like, you know, of course, that would be, you know, cool if I was able to move up. But at the same time, it's there's there is the option, you know, at this point to, you know, possibly come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just never know. It's it's a little early, but uh, certainly you're, you're, you know, you're on track. But I'm with you on the number of races because Osborne, everyone on me about, oh, Marty, you know, you talk about Marty this and Marty that. Well, Osborne, well, I'm like, Osborne went to Europe for like four years. He had he had less than half of Marty's career races when he got back to America. Like he, he yeah. didn't have he was old, 2012, but, you know? 2012 was his first year, right? On I that think Yamaha? so. Yeah, I think so. I believe, I believe it was on the, on Geico Honda when he got here. 
Well, when he yeah, yeah, but did, yeah he wrote yeah some he did West a couple Coast. races on yep. Yamaha though he did he did yep 2012. Yep. Um, I know your guy better than you know your guy. <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, at least you're not my guy because that's what I get from other trucks. So, <laughs> um, so you're happy with the season, obviously. Uh, Mitch told me he wants your races to be boring. This weekend was certainly boring. Uh, last weekend in Oakland was boring. Well, I'm not not wasn't boring actually. Nichols put some heat on you, but yep. But it, it's you figured this thing out a little bit. Something's something's flipped a little bit. I mean, you never know. You know, you you could you could you can you could do you know send yourself totally. over a berm. But 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 it looks like you figured something out here. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think it just starts with the mentality and this weekend being a perfect example. You know, when I'm out when I'm out front in the lead and first lap, and obviously it's different conditions than normal. And you know, I had a big gap with some people making some mistakes early, and it's like this inner battle that I fight with myself of. Like I, I gotta go faster. Like I got like this can't be fast enough. Like I have to go faster. <laughs> and and in doing that, in doing that, it's it really like I it, you, it's funny to even talk about, but that's really what is like. There's two, you know. There's yeah. an angel and a devil on my shoulder, and <laughs> yeah, the one's yeah. telling me that to just lay it out there. Like all I want to do is just. But <clears throat> I'm learning now and starting to apply that more is the the smarter approach in the. Um, I guess non-rushed approach. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm faster that way. Yeah. So I think um, mentally, I have more belief in myself in terms of when I am out there and I don't feel like I'm like super pushing it like over the edge, like maybe the second half of that main at Oakland, for example. Yep. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I'm I'm more confident that that is good enough to to win. You know. So right. when I when I I don't feel so like in a slow section of the track, for example, even in practice, sometimes like in practice during the week, I'm like, this can't be fast enough. This can't like, I have to like, I have to go, I have to go, I have to go. And I end up like losing, losing my balance because I'm like trying to get too far ahead of myself. And it's funny, funny to talk about, but, um, I've certainly figured that out a little bit more and, you know, just got to keep applying it and keep, uh, you know, keep being disciplined. Yeah. It's almost, um, you got to just have a belief and knowing that if you don't tell yourself to go, you're still good enough to win. You don't need to tell yourself that. You need to just hit your marks, focus on your body positioning, and, and not be like, go, 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 go. You, you, your go, exactly. your normal go yeah. is good enough to win. It's just... Totally. That's you know. that's kind of... It kind of clicked with me in Oakland a little bit because mm-hmm. in the beginning of that main, I, I, felt, I felt I was... Um, like I didn't feel as sketchy as it looked or as sketchy okay. as people kind of blew me up for, yep. you know, like with the wheel, the wheelie and the whoops, the the first set of whoops there, everybody's yep. like, Whoa. And Ralph's like, hold on, Adam. I'm like, dude, I'm holding on fine. Like yeah, I, yeah, wheeled, yeah. I double wheel tapped out of the whoops. Like that's just something I would do um, normally. But uh, I, I kind of said to him, I had a moment where it kind of, I would slow down and I was like, like I've been riding terrible and I've been making mistakes this whole time, feeling, (laughs) feeling rushed, feeling rushed, feeling like I need to do something different. Like I need to do this, do that. And nobody, like I'm not in fourth right now. Like I'm in the lead. Like imagine if I just rode to my, imagine if I just rode how I rode on Tuesday, you know, just, um, smooth and under control. And, um, I just kind of, from then, from then on, I kind of just started kind of applying that mentality. Eight point lead. I gotta admit, I, I knew you know. Obviously, I knew that that Colt had some issues, and McElrath rode great, but didn't end up on the podium. Eight point, and Ferrandis had a bike problem, but eight point lead right. for, with everything you've had gone on is nice. That's got to be a nice feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
it, to be honest with you, it really doesn't feel like I won three out of the first five because those, those right. two couple races there were not, not the best. And, um, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know to, you know, to win two in a row and, you know, those crazy conditions too. It felt, it definitely felt um, better than normal. You know, of course yeah. we have a couple weekends off to think about it and you know how that is. And as far as, you know, when you, you, well, you don't have it. If you have a bad race and you don't have a chance to go out there the very next weekend and mm-hmm. turn around, you have to sit on it for a while. It, it's a little bit um, more mentally straining. So I'm happy I was able to, you know, pull through in the mud there. And, you know, eight points is cool, whatever. You know, it's a little cushion better than, you know, it being yeah. two or three or four or whatever. But at the same time, it's like I was eight points down two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. You know, going into Oakland, I was eight points down. So a lot can happen. And I understand that. Yeah. After the Triple Crown, uh, for as badly as you yep. did in one of them. Um, and then 14th, you crashed in, yeah. yeah, and you crashed in the other one. At the end of the night, I saw the points, and I'm like, eight points is nothing. I even t- I even texted you that. I'm like, yeah, eight points is like, this was a disaster of a night, kinda. And complete you're, and you're complete eight, disaster. And you're eight down, like big deal. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I right. I was sitting after the second main. I came back to the rig, and um, you know, in the past I've been, I mean, you've I, I don't know if you've seen me, but I mean, I'm pretty emotional most of the time like i'm up i'm up and down like super mm-hmm. stoked or super sad and i've been sad mad whatever you want to call it i i've been a little bit more level-headed but mm-hmm. it, you know coming back from that second main i was thinking in you know inside i'm like did i just blow it like is the whole thing over like am i done <laughs> and then it's funny right. so i go to the, i go to the third main and i go to look i'm doing the site lap because they gave us a site lap and i'm going over the finish line i'm looking at the board and they have the project, you know, the yeah. points, like yeah. how it's Going so far. Two, and I'm right. like, t- I'm like tied for like six or something on the thing. And I'm like, for real? <laughs> like if, if I would have gone, if I would have gone five, five, two, it was this, I would have got the same position as if I went five, 14. Four, yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. It was absolutely nuts. So I was, right. when I, when I was only eight down leaving that race, I felt like I had won the lottery. It was nuts. <laughs> So I was talking to Mitch after the race, and and obviously Marty is out east. But I said to him, I'm like, look, Adam is is out west. He loves the guys out west. He doesn't let anybody go out west, out east, unless they have very good reasons, and he feels very solid about their program, et cetera, et cetera, over the years. And I said, are you gonna take credit for Adam's points lead and wins because he's staying out west and he's staying at the on the program and. And he was like, I, I don't always do that. I don't always say that. I'm like, give me a break. He's like, I let Ricky go east. I'm like, yeah, the best rider in the, in the history of the sport. History yeah, of yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he could have won from Alaska. <laughs> right, right. But anyways, but you are staying out west, and, and you are doing something a little different. And, and I mean, so far it's working. Um, you're from Florida, born and raised there. You've ridden there so much. A little different strategy for you. How do you like it? I like it. I think – it was more so for me about making some changes in my program. Mm-hmm. I think just kind of mentally for myself, I, I can't stand feeling like I am repeating the same steps over and over. And I think just a big change is kind of something I needed, mm-hmm. you know? So actually I just got, I just got an apartment out in California, pretty close to Nick and um, just kind of, just kind of hunkered down and, and really, you know, focused on my technique, which was really the, pretty much the primary reason for me moving to California is to be under, you know, have Nick basically there watching me ride more often, you right. know, cause it's, it's, it's no secret that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really need to be taught how to, 
go fast per se, but right. I need to be taught how to go fast in the correct ways, mm-hmm. which just allows you to continue to raise your level. So that was something I really needed. You know, I wanted somebody there critiquing me every day and, um, yeah. And so yeah. far it's worked out, you know, so far it's worked out good. But like I said, it was just more about me making a change and well, it, it was, a, it was a big commitment to me, you know, because I, I really do. I love Florida, I was, you know, yeah. obviously born and raised there. Home is home. You know how that is. So it's, um, it's, you know, it's been a big change. Well, and also in part of that change, I haven't seen Alan. I haven't seen Chuck. I haven't seen your mom around everybody. I've been in these pits a long time as a media guy or a mechanic. And there comes that point where every, child has to you know grow up and and get a chick and 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 separate from the parents a little bit and and have the parents a little bit more of just uh you know hey stand over there cheer me we'll we'll talk We're, we're normal parents and sons and daughters now that happens uh is that something that's been a um something you've you've done um consciously yeah absolutely i mean i think um for one i've been so fortunate to have parents and and family in general that have all really got behind me in the, in the whole racing thing. You know, I, yeah. I think, um, I would have never been here without them. Never, never had the opportunities if they didn't make those sacrifices for me. And, uh, you know, we, they know, I understand that. And, um, you know, we're all still obviously super close, just the same as we were before. So yep. it's just, it's just something I wanted to do, um, for me, just mm-hmm. take on a little bit more personal responsibility. And I think, like you said, it just comes a time in every, you know, basically just a boy kind of becoming more of a man pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, in simple terms. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's in no way am I, you know, am I saying, you know, F you guys, right, this, that, right, right. the yeah. other, you know, yeah. um, I still appreciate them and they're still a part of my team. They're just a part of my team in a little bit different way. And I'm glad that we've been able to kind of, uh, you know, still have right. a great relationship through, you know, through some of these, just, I guess, me growing, right. you would say. Or the relationship might even get stronger. It really might even get better. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so still, you know, obviously, you know, talk to them both every day, and, yeah. um, you know, they have my back 100%, so it's been it's been awesome to have them there, and just kind of, you know, a little bit more back than, than yeah. usual, but, um, like I said, it's, well, been a, it's been a good change. It's bummer, because I don't see Chuck as much, so that sucks. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. I know, same, um, but... We love Chuck. Uh, Alan, yeah, Alan's a big part of your program, as we know, your dad. And, 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 and dads and sons always talk to each other differently. They always have their own relationship. God knows I've seen hundreds of this in my years. Um, how is he taking it? How's he, how, how do you think he's enjoying it or, or, or whatever, stepping back? Is it hard on him? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure as a dad, it's, you know, it's, a, it's difficult. Um, of yeah. course, I mean, it, it's been you know, a part of his life for such a long time too. You know, we've been going to the amateur nationals together, mm-hmm. you know, and he's been, obviously he's put a lot of his time, effort and, and money into me growing up. So to kind of get to a point where he say, um, you know, dad, I kind of want to take this on a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, you know, on my shoulders and, you know, that can't be hard, but, uh, you know, I give him, you know, nothing but credit for, for treating it the way that he has. And, um, you know, I think, yeah. like I said, it's just, it's not, you know, it's not a personal, really, it's not a personal thing between, you know, yeah. him or me or him or my mom or, you know, me and my mom or anything like that. So, um, yeah, that's cool. You know, I mean, yeah. He's, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, um, everything's, everything's Gucci, as they say. Yeah. I don't know who they are, but that sounds cool. Maybe I'll start the kids, to dog, the, yeah, kids. the kids. Okay. So Nick way, uh, good friend of mine. He's, he's really upset at me right now, by the way, he's butthurt at me for the interview I did with Mitch, but he'll get over it. Um, 
he's working with you. You are kind of you are kind of a dick. I'm not a dick. I what I, what, I was trying to frame the question to give him credit, and I guess it didn't really work out. And my question was basically like, look, he he probably didn't. He did some great things in the sport for a long time. Probably could have won more. Uh, I do feel like he was a little bit uh, of in, inside his own head when he raced. Now, everyone matures. Everyone gets older. He had some great rides and some finishes and had a fantastic career. Hopefully he hears this and he forgives me for my sin. But um, he has been a big help for you uh, on and off the bike. I told you he should be your agent. I know you, 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 know, you let go of your agent and you were shopping a little bit. I told you you should just let Nick Way be your agent and have a lawyer for like the official papers and everything. But this guy, he's you're training with him. He's at with you at the races. Uh, hopefully, he's going to be your agent and help you off the off the off the bike. This has been really cool, man. You guys have been really working well together, and it's cool to see that Nick, uh, you know, is helping you out so much, and his family's taking you in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't know where I'd be right now without those, you know, without those guys, Nick and you know Nicole and the you know the kids. The whole family's awesome, and and really, um, you know, more so than just you know, a working relationship. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really cool people. And I really enjoy being around them. And, um, you know, Nick, when it, when it comes to my riding and my technique stuff, man, just from the, from the very start working with them, um, you know, not, not as tightly as, as now, but yeah. in 2016 into outdoors, I think that's when we kind of started working together a little bit and we just always gelled so well. And I think it's just, we're kind of on the same wavelength mm-hmm. as far as, you know, the way we think and this and that. And, um, I, I just, I think we just, commu- it just comes down to communication, really. Right, right. I mean, that's just, the communication's really good. And um, I think, you know, especially over the course of a season, too. Obviously, long season, it's a grind, and day in and day out. And, you know, he's obviously, he's a funny guy, um, good guy. Mm-hmm. And, he you know, he's fun to be around. He's fun to be around at the same time. He, especially now, you know, we're close enough where he'll tell me that I'm an idiot or this or that and not, you know, not scared about me getting mad at him or anything like that. And I'll, of course I'll tell him he's an idiot as I probably have five times today already. So, um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been awesome having, having those guys and they've been a real, uh, you know, real good spot for me. And how smart is he, man, when it comes to, I've always thought, Obviously, like you said, you don't need help riding a motorcycle to go fast. You have the skills. You know what you're doing. But how smart is he when it comes to, and this is where I was talking about being an agent, his 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 knowledge of the politics of the industry, the people in the industry, who scratches yeah, crazy. who, right? He's got it. He's very observant. He just he sat back over the years, and he's been observant. And man, he he'll call a move in the industry four months ahead or whatever, a year ahead, and because of this deal and that deal, I've I've always been impressed with him that way. <clears throat> yeah, it's like you said, it's exactly what you just said. It, it blows me away too, especially from somebody that's, I mean, compared to you know a lot of people, I'm relatively new in this sport, you yeah. know, and it's not like I grew up with a you know a, like a motocross family per se, where I kind of know the ins and outs. Like I've just everything I've learned, I've learned just mm-hmm. on the go and. Um, you know, I, I've kind of been in a, in a, the pro circuit bubble too, since I was 12, you know, it's not like I've been, you know, riding for a bunch of different teams and getting to know a bunch of different people. So uh, sometimes he, sometimes he's talking about something and then five minutes later, he's, you know, he's gone on to, you know, six other things. And I'm like, how do we get here? Like, how do we get here? Like, dude, you gotta, sometimes I'm like, dude, you just gotta stop. Like, what do you, I just looked at him like the other day, I just looked at him. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, stop. Like, can you go all the time? All the time I say, 
I say, pause. Can you just go back? Can you go back like a minute? (laughs) I don't know where you're at right right now, but yeah, no, there's a lot of information in that, in that noggin for sure. uh, Yeah. And so some stuff he says to me too. And I swear nobody has, like I can swear that nobody has like understood me more. Right. Like what you you know when you hear somebody say a certain thing and yeah. you're like God like I like it's almost stuff that I think about. Right. But I never really voice. Uh huh. But I I it's, I don't know it's it's tough yeah. to explain. But man, we just yeah we just click well and yeah that's awesome. Obviously so far it's working well and I think too people you know he you know Nick is not the type of guy that's going to, you know, mother F me up and down, but he is, he does hold me to a standard day right. in and day out, you know, and it's not, it's not acceptable to, you know, to do otherwise. And mm-hmm. obviously I'm very self-motivated myself, but, um, I just think we, you know, he, he, all he has to do is give me a look or just give me like a <laughs> you know, a little sideways head tilt and be like, he, Are you and I know, yeah. you know, yeah. I know I screwed <laughs> up, you know, I know I screwed up and, right. That's, so I th- we have a good good relationship. That's his. Are you serious right now? When he tilts his head like that? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, exactly. No, like, that's, that's awesome. Not good enough. Right. No, yeah. that's awesome. It's working out. It's working really well. And and I'm I'm proud of Nick for how he's been and and you know for all the things I think I think he's a really good person. That's the bottom uh, line. I think he's yeah. a tremendous person of integrity, of character, of knowledge, everything. Absolutely, man. Yeah. No, he's you know one obviously super nice guy and just. All around, he's just—he's really focused on, I guess, uplifting other people. And I think a lot of a lot of people in this industry like to see people fail. And mm-hmm. I genuinely, genuinely believe that Nick likes to see people succeed. You know, and I think that's that's a super cool trait to have. And you you really don't see that a lot. Right. You know, I think in, not not just this industry, not to yep. single out this industry, just really in I, life. So. I think. I think from what I've gathered, and you know, I do a hockey podcast with a guy who played in the NHL, and I've talked to him about the different Ray, Ray, yeah, I've talked to him about the different things that go on media wise, player wise, parents wise in that, and I've talked to people who work in NASCAR, dude. I think it's right. any professional sport. The pressures, the parents, the money, the coaches, the trainers—they're all on this thing to kick, step on a guy's head to further themselves up the mountaintop, you know, I really think it's a professional sports thing. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, any, any time a family gets emotionally, financially, you know, mm-hmm. or in a family or, um, wrapped into yeah, that yeah. emotionally, anytime anybody gets emotionally invested into some you know, mm-hmm. into something yeah i think it's i think it's hard i mean you it just as a natural human emotion too like you want to be you want to be threatened by like when you're threatened by somebody you naturally like you naturally want to see them fail like yeah. that's just and you have to kind of fight that sometimes you know yeah. i think it's kind of natural for everybody but you kind of you have to um you know recognize that that's not cool and yeah i i get a lot of it with like oh look at all these podcasts popping up and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Who cares? I'm doing my thing. It's good. It's successful. I think people exactly. want. I think people want me to be like, ah, FM. Screw that. No, I mean, you know? <laughs> and if anything, people seeing the success of your of your podcast, you know, if anything, that just inspires them to create their own and yeah. create their own audience. With ultimately, it's just gonna, you know, make the sport more accessible and, um, you know, easier right. for people to get into. So, and in a way, it's just you. It's a branch of your success. And, you know, in a sense. Speaking of podcasting and talking, let's talk about Marty. 
Mitch says Marty. Mitch says it's his year. He's back. Dude. He's back. How, I mean, is he going to do it? I have a feeling he might do it. I do. I have a <laughs> I, I swear it. to god I have this feeling. I don't know why. I it's think, because you have he's been under the radar. That's why you that haven't heard about how fast he's going. Oh, I believe he's going fast. Believe me. Uh, there's sure. not a chance in hell I'd be within a second and a half of that man. <laughs> uh, this might be the year for Marty. I don't no, know, man. You know what? Yeah, when I thought it was I uh, when I, when I realized that it might be the year for Marty mm-hmm. is when we were testing in like it must have been October, November maybe even the beginning of December and he wasn't like, he was the same speed as everybody else, right. like the same speed as all of us. I'm uh, like, Oh, okay. Like Marty's locking in. Like yep. we're the same. Right. Marty's not two seconds faster <laughs> than me. Like we're, we're trying to peak in, in February. I like that. Right. No, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Marty, Marty is, Marty is a great dude. And I, I do hope he, you know, does well and, and succeeds. That would be, be cool for me to watch. I've been, you know, I've been teammates with him for, Mm-hmm. I guess off and well, on, off, yeah, but, not you all know, time. since I was a, you know, just a, just a wee lad. Thanks for listening to Adam Cien Cirillo on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web when you're in the market for some gear, mountain bike stuff, watercraft, snowmobile, whatever it is. Flyracing.com has got you covered. Thanks to Maxis, MXST tires, and of course, uh, Alpine Stars. Also to Racetech Suspension and Motors. Ben LeMay running Racetech out there, making main events with motors and suspension. And uh, they certainly help to help out and continue to help out privateers all over the world. Racetech.com. Use the code PULP19 to save on your motor rebuild, on your suspension oil change. Get your uh, suspension sprung right. Get it serviced. Get your motor serviced. Get hop-up done, done to your motor. All Available at Racetech, Racetech.com. Use the code PULP19 uh, when you call down there and mention to save at Racetech. All right, everybody, back to Adam Cirillo. You hear about our bet, Peyton and I's bet. So I- I'm on a troll train. I'm locked into the troll train. Now, Marty can beat... Shocker. Marty can beat troll on a supercross track nine times out of ten. I know this, okay? <laughs> but I'm taking the long view of this okay. series. and I- So end of the season series... Marty versus Amart. I'm betting that Mar- the anvil falls on Marty as it always does after he wins a bunch of races, right? Because I'm sorry, that's just what happens. Although, like I said, I have that feeling. Maybe this is all right. Year. Well, well, Marty, Marty, and Alex. So Alex rides with us in Florida, and and Marty's my teammate, right? Um, so it's. I mean, I'm not about to bet. No, on no, this, no, but no, no. This is my. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alex hasn't really. Did he? I mean, he's been hurt. He, in he has a couple yes. times. Yes, he's not exactly so. a rock. He's not exactly a rock either. Um, so the end of the season bet point series, Peyton and I. Alex beats Marty. Peyton says he's driving up here for the show for the pulp show. Probably You're kidding me. Probably four hundred. With that, I'm going to get you in too. By the way, for show four hundred coming up in the fall. I haven't told you this yet, but you and RV four hundred. Do- can we get a dollar for every show? Can I get a check for every show? <laughs> I think you can, but don't tell anyone else you're getting paid. Um, <laughs> no problem. And, and, Anything. I'll, I'll take. I'll actually take like a, a seventy-seven dollars cash. <laughs> <laughs> seventy-seven. Just, some random just number. Anything, just anything. So he has to drive up here if Troll beats Marty in the series. And if if Marty beats Amart, I have to drive down, buy him lunch, and clean the shop. Clean the shop? That's, what are you gonna do? I don't know, bro. He said air filters, and then I and then he said, you know what? <laughs> you don't know how to do air filters anymore. You're not cleaning air filters. I don't trust you to do air filters. So, oh jeez, uh, so man. That, that's our bet. That's that's gonna be the bet. And I'm and I'm playing the long game. 
you know, that Marty won't make it. I hate to say it, but because if, because if they go, <laughs> but you just you just contradicted yourself. I know. Five minutes ago, you said that you feel like it's here. So you at this point, it's just like a, almost well, like a my it's just like a running joke that you have to. No, like, it's almost just more fun. My heart feels like it could be the year for Marty, but my head says Mathis. He hasn't finished a series forever. Always something happens to Marty. Immigration issues. Flies off a berm. Breaks a chain, like what? Like yeah. like something always happens to Marty. It only takes one year, dog. I know, I know. So it only takes one year, right? So so we'll see what happens with this bet, but I can't. I wait. mean, yeah, I mean, look at the it, as far as the the championship. Like it's there's no how many guys have won races in the in the East in the uh, yeah yeah. Many, so uh, Forkner's won two. Forkner, Marty, um, Craig, and I Jordan think, Smith and Jordan Smith. I think that's it. Four guys. Yeah, I think that was mm. it. So, that would be an interesting one, man. Yeah, Forkner's going fast. Dude, oh, man. I know. Forkner. Yeah, I mean, Forkner could go on a on a run. He could go on. He a run. could go on a run. He's he stepped yeah. up his whoop game a substantial amount. Wow. He goes fast. Um. All right. So hey. Uh. Obviously, we talked about your stopping and starting your career. Uh, injuries have, have hurt you over the years. How are the shoulders? You've got them both with the same procedure to fix them and, and kind of, it was almost like a birth issue that you had weakened shoulders from what you told me. You got them fixed. Do you even think about them anymore? Do you even have any Never. compensation for them at all or anything? Never. No. Never. And so, I'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about it, but if they, <laughs> they, they feel, yeah, no, everything's, everything's solid. My body feels good. Um, I think that goes back to, you know, kind of, I made a decision this off season too, to, you know, I've had a lot of really good trainers in the past. Mm -hmm. Eldon, um, Peter Park, I, I worked with him for, um, for a couple of years there too. And, um, you know, both great guys and I've, I've learned a lot from them as well. And, you know, I've taken Nick's knowledge and, mm -hmm. um, kind of put it into a program or just basically just program built on common sense and kind of working on my weak areas and mm -hmm. i feel super confident in my strength program as it's a you know it is a, a big part of you know the durability side and um i'm tipping the scales at about 176 and i'm not i'm not hefty either i'm, I'm pretty lean so <laughs> i can't right. gain too much i can't gain too much more more uh more muscle no. before i move her on up yeah, I'm, gonna stop getting, I'm gonna stop getting starts we are right about there right now. We are right yeah. about there. Yeah, so. I'm like, I, I checked the scales. It was like, <laughs> I forget. It, it. I was in the gym the day before. Um, I want to say it was a or Glendale. And there was like the, one of those like doctor type scales yeah, in yeah. the gym. Right. I'm like, ah, I might as well just check it out. And then I just kept moving the thing over and over and over. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, for real? 176. And I was like god you, like like seriously and i took it easy that day on the calorie intake and i'm like dude you are you are one blizzard away from 450s yeah <laughs> yeah no i'm pretty close um i'm pretty close what would 2019 adam say to a stars super mini amateur phenom adam about racing what would he say what advice would you give yourself back then? What have you learned? Uh, what wouldn't I say? <laughs> you would have um, said, bet on the Warriors, bro. <laughs> They're coming. Yeah, for real, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, I think I think I would say, I think I would probably try to explain to him a little bit of perspective. Just mm -hmm. because 
I, I mean, for one, I'm just such a competitive guy and I just have always had this crazy amount of like just insane amount of and not pumping myself up, but like, yeah. it's almost like kind of freaky amount of desire to like win and succeed. And with that, I think I placed a lot of value in myself as a person and how I did on yep, the bike, which, right. which, which translates to my, my, my riding and ultimately my results by, so the bigger of a deal I feel the races are and my mm-hmm. results are the more of like an emotional roller coaster I ride <laughs> yeah, with yeah. myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the, sure. the, it's the more that desperation feeling, you know? So I, it always, to me, it was always life or death. It was always like, like I will, like I'll do anything. Like I will do anything to, to succeed and be good. And you know, that, that works for a while, but, uh, you know, eventually, eventually it doesn't, eventually you can't just win with want to, you know, you have to go about it. You have to go about it in a different way and you have to be smart because guess what? There's, you know, there's 10 other guys that can pretty much do what you do. Unless you're Ricky, unless you're Ricky, like he probably didn't have too many days where he he felt pretty good. I know. Don't remind me anyway. Right. But yeah, I think I would just try to, you know, tell them yeah. it's not because that, that ultimately has taken me to where I am now. And people don't really realize, man, like I thought my career was over. Like when uh, you guys almost in Switzerland. In, yeah. Like oh, around okay. that time, yeah, like yeah. 20, 20, um, 15, 26, 2014, 15, uh-huh. 16, that, that whole span. I was like, dude, I don't know if I'll ever get back because right. I mean, it was just, there's probably three injuries you guys don't even know about too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, so, it, you know, it's just been a, you know, a steady, you know, just a steady so, rise back to get, you know, to where I feel like I can get. Um, and it's just, I've had to kind of reinvent myself and change my mentality. And I think that that's what, uh, you know, one of the biggest things I was missing is just that ultimately that perspective that it's not everything, which allows me to kind of ride a little bit more stress-free. Yeah, so basically, hey, AC Adam, uh, Alpine Star Super Mini Adam, chill down, bro. It's okay. Essentially, chill out. Right, yeah, right. No, for sure. Like, you know, I, I remember thinking back then, if I lost a race, like, I remember thinking, if I did lose it, like, I can't, I cannot even imagine, like, what, like, what would happen? Like, would the, would, like, would, the, would my motorhome explode? Like, would I just sink into the ground? Or, like, I just Jesus. didn't know. Wow. Yeah, no, seriously, it's yeah, crazy yeah. to think. I look back on myself then and I'm thinking, dude, nobody really cared that much, but I had myself convinced yeah. that every that everybody cared yeah. so much. Yeah. You know, everybody was so like just waiting on me to fail, waiting on this to happen. Like, I'm telling you if I if I won a race and I could like still hear the guy behind me, it like was, if he if yeah. it was if it wasn't over like 15 seconds, if it was within 15 seconds, I felt like I like I just got my butt kicked, dude, and I could have won a title yeah, at Loretta's. I mean, right. I mean, there was years where I won both titles at Loretta's, and on the way home, I was devastated because I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like I'm never going to get there riding like that or this or that, and it's just Did crazy. You, but ulti- yeah. ultimately, that that too is a you know, I feel like it's an attribute I have because I, I do feel like I have a lot of determination, and I think it's without yeah. that fire and without that kind of want to, right. I wouldn't have gotten through some of the stuff i've you know have gone through uh this one is a little harder to answer and you can give it multiple answers but well a couple things one who's the coolest guy you've met in the industry or rider or industry guy that maybe exceeds what you read about him or heard about him or anything else you know what i mean like like is there a guy that you're just like 
You know, like this guy's this guy's awesome. Like he, like, you know, they say never meet your heroes or whatever, but you know, you've met a lot of right. these guys. And, right. And is there somebody that stands out that, uh, where you're just like, this guy's rad? Like, I'd say uh, like chicken. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'd say um, I'd say Brock Glover. Yep. He's a, he's a really really nice guy. I, mm-hmm. I really don't have a. That's just that's one, but yep. I, I don't really have like a story or anything, and I haven't. I can't say I've like really talked in depth with him too much, but it just seems right. like a really good dude. He's always got super positive energy, so mm-hmm. I, I appreciate seeing him around. And also, um, Jeremy McGrath, man. I mean, there couldn't have been there couldn't have been a bigger hero for me growing yeah. up, and uh, you know, getting to kind of, uh, you know, I worked with him when I went when I was with uh, DC Shoes for a yeah. while, and, and he was as well, and I got to work with him there, and then when. You know, he's kind of come on board to the Cali program, and yep, he's he's just awesome to work with, man. Just loves dirt bikes, and he, he does. You know, he's always yeah. he's always like, you know, we're you know we're at the photo shoot, and everybody's like, you know, when are we done? You know, when's this? When's that? And he's like, oh, you know, let's you know, he's always riding in between the you know while yep. we're taking a break or something. He's always finding this little thing. What do you guys think about this? You know, what do you guys think about that? And it's genuine, so yeah. Yeah. it's cool to see somebody that had so much success and has been riding so long still. And and he's never you know, still love it. And he never runs around and says, "Hey, man, this is what I would do." This is he's not like that, dude. He could he could be like that because he's a bad dude. Obviously. Absolutely, and he, it's cool. It's cool that he is obviously comfortable enough in his own skin um, mm-hmm. to kind of to shed the the you know let other people say good things about yeah. him. Yeah, and he likes to point out you know all the cool stuff that the guys are doing today. You know this guy, you know this yeah. and that, and always point out the positive stuff. And I think that's just cool to see, you know, yeah. somebody that you know best supercross rider ever, um, um, you know, yeah. act that way. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, finding Stu, dude, you get a lot of it still, huh? Oh, dude. <laughs> It's nonstop, man. It's when when are you gonna find? Did you find did Stu? You find when him? are yeah. when are you gonna find Stu? When's part three dropping? <laughs> um, I mean, oh. dude, it's it happened. It probably fifteen times a dealer signing, and you're just like, and yeah, bro. Another, another fifteen <laughs> times. So I I at some point, I'm just gonna stop acknowledging it. <laughs> I guess we we did it though. We did wow, it. Wow, so. yeah. You know, better better be known for that than something else. Like you know, there's other things that that are worse off. But um, yeah, we, <laughs> it's funny. I get it too, man. It, I get it's a lot hilarious. Of it. yeah. It's hilarious, but it, I think that's gonna be something that like sticks with people for a while. You know, I thought it was I thought it was funny. I thought we. Did I know. A good job. I, you know, I got you know, you get some people that. You know, yeah, people are oh, I, like industry people. I've heard, you know, people have been like, oh, that guy thinks it's stupid. He thinks your video was stupid. And just like, yeah, you don't. Uh, get yeah, it, I've had you plenty, p- plenty of people that in my, you know, in my little circle that, uh, you know, I've not, you know, I know some people that that have not liked it. You know, yeah, and and you're just, just like, like yeah, anytime you make a anytime you make something creative and kind of just go out on, out on a limb and have yeah. some fun, there's going to be people that don't get it for one that don't think it's funny and that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm just like, you don't get it. You, you don't understand. We're doing it. us. Right. We're doing right, us. Right. You do you. We'll do us. Uh, yeah. I get DMS all the time with a photo of Stu and I found him. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. yeah I yeah. know. Right. Like when yeah. the, when the whole JS seven ride day thing was going right, down and right. like, Deegan's kid posted a video of like an interview with him. And yeah. I'm like, we found him that he did your job for you. And yeah. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like <laughs> clearly the, the video was made in good fun. Like yeah. it was, so, it's just, people don't get it, man, no. but oh, well. they never will. No, absolutely not. So, 
All right, man. Well, hey, uh, thanks for your time. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast. I just want to do a quick little check-in with you, and uh, I appreciate you giving me the time and plenty to talk about. You'll be doing the Triple Crown in Atlanta coming up. It's really not that long. Like, you got only a couple weeks. of really. Three weekends. Yeah. Three weekends, four weeks. So. Right, right. So it's really not like just get hammered uh, and, and, you know, every day. You, you no, really, really absolutely not. If anything, it's the opposite because it gives, you know, we have the weekends to kind of recover more. So the I have two weeks that are probably 15, 20% harder than the, the mm-hmm. training I have been doing in between. And then that'll be on outdoors. And then we'll go back to, to Supercross and get ready for that. We need to uh, maybe have you on the show as our East Coast correspondent again. <laughs> Remember, you were the West Coast not, correspondent for a while. Not so. happening, dude. Not I don't like doing it. Well, hey, don't get all serious on us. We, nobody likes serious AC. Like, oh, I know, but I got to I got to rein it in a little bit, dude. I'm just, I'm getting older. I'm getting, I got to be. I, I got to lock in a little bit more. You you guys can talk. Can can I win some stuff first and then talk about guys later? Because uh, I'm going wow. to need some credibility you, if I'm going to be a member of the media. Yeah, actually, that's, that's a good you've, point. Proven, you've <laughs> proven that you actually – actually, it's not imperative no. that you need you no. have to have no. credibility. Uh, absolutely. Summer cross. With all due respect. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You know what? I was really pissed <laughs> off until you said with all due respect. I, I was super mad. But then, you know, you're giving me some respect. So uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, uh, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars with, with Adam Cincerillo. Thanks, man. Appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in the States, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like being a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did pro circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money 
I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that air I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,